taught me some art and other stories. Today, Shank of the Evening and working title. I like this time usually, uh, really I can wind down um, from, uh, you know, being in the kitchen. It's basically right now, um, it's, uh, it's right now 8.30. I'm probably in the middle of um, kind of a nice, uh, the weather outside, looking out the window, um, looks very pleasant. Um, it's just a, it's a very nice evening. I and I'm just relaxing here, and the kitty's there, and I have a good sense of accomplishment because I actually I worked on my painting um, on my painting uh, today for a little while, um, and then and then I made dinner, which is not a chore for me, but um, it is you know um, I. I, I, I think I, I think I enjoy it more, but I, I still don't like to do, uh, spend too much time in the kitchen. Like, and I'm getting better though. I did, um, I did, I did get better at um, preparation as far as chopping, because now I'm incorporating garlic almost regularly. Um, and um, besides garlic. I'm using, I happen to just be using more olive oil. And, you know, I, I love them both just for the taste anyway, but I always put butter in my olive oil. I don't know about you, but I do. And I get the garlic at the end, the very end, uh, because you do not want to brown it even. You know, you can get away with very lightly browning it, um, but then you're risking um, overcooking it, really. Uh, I've tried being over there, being in that kind of like uh, where it's just beginning to turn, you know, um, like brown, but it's much lighter. And that's probably a pretty good point. Um, you know, like the chefs can do it really well. Um, I do get a nice sauce going, but it's pretty simple. And I do, I do use tomato sauce. So, um, but anyway, it was a nice dinner. And I got the small amount of dishes I just had to get. And, uh, and right now it's really nice. Um, Lulu is lying down beside me. So I had a nice dinner um, about an hour and a half ago uh, already. Um, yeah, a little over actually. Um, yeah, and um, I'm feeling very relaxed right now. Um, and uh, the, the TV's on, but I'm not really paying attention to it. Um, and uh, it's just there in the background. Uh, you know, I don't know if it helps me concentrate. Probably not. Probably not. Um, I just always glance over at it. Uh, but it doesn't distract me in the least, really. So I actually have a, a, an actual title for my painting um, that I'm working on, num number five, and 
I want to give you that title in a second. Um, but I knew I was going to call it this pretty early on in the painting. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's still kind of, I still find it pretty good. It's just, um, it's very simply called a hydrant, a Hunts Avenue hydrant. A Hunts Avenue hydrant. And it's a, it's a fire hydrant, of course, and it's, uh, it's in its, it's in its, final stages and I think by tomorrow like I said um, I think I said that earlier uh, maybe not um, you know I'm kind of psyched that I'm, I'm able to you know get get it finalized to the point where I'm pretty good with um, you know with um, kind of like showing folks and getting everybody's feedback which is always excellent um, and no uh, it's all been a good journey into oil painting for me um, I'm trying to think how many months it's been I think I started in April May June uh, maybe I've only no I might have started in yeah I started late February uh, late March I believe I'm pretty sure so March uh, April, May, and June, so three months, but it does seem longer, so maybe I started in February. That could be it. Um, that might be, what, might be that, what, what that is. So, Hunts, a Hunts Avenue Hydrant. Um, that's the name, that's the title of, of that, this painting. And um, I title all my paintings. Um, I actually haven't signed any yet because I need to kind of work on a signature um, I practiced with some uh, kind of different ways and I wasn't really happy with anything um, but I think I might uh, be able to go back and, um, and and actually put my signature in because I kind of feel um, uh, I, I modified it let's just, let's just put it that way and uh, such that it simplified the signature um, and um, yeah, it's uh, so the signature. Uh, what it is, it's just Massey. I I don't need to put G Massey. Um, so it's just Massey. <laughs> and so working title and a final title is a Hunts Avenue Hydrant. It was either a branch or a log, um, yeah, that um, I could hear falling in the distance. I was sitting, um, I was sitting on the front portico, my uh, slab, the front slab there, um, by my front door, and I heard. Uh, it was kind of cool. I heard either a branch, um, or it looked like someone was working in their backyard and cutting. Uh, branches off their tree um, but it was a few a few houses over uh, to the other side of this the other street next street down and it made like a thud and I thought to myself you know it's sort of like really kind of like suburbia 
you know, uh, it was a thud. It wasn't like, it was actually, yeah, it was a soft thud. That's how I'd explain it. But it was, I, it was notable just to the fact of the, the vibration, like you could feel that there was organicness around me when I could, I don't know how to even explain it, but um, it was quite cool. I, it was like a soft little vibration thump um, that you would get uh, when you get a lot of lawns. Uh, you know, you'd hear if something fell, it must have been a pretty significant kind of branch if it was a branch or whatever. Um, and it was maybe three or four houses down, I would imagine. And um, it's a calm day. Yeah, I just felt that sort of vibration and it kind of reminded me just of you know, the whole state of suburbia, you know, how, is it a paradise? Well, I think it has its definite aesthetic. I was thinking of that word earlier today, aesthetic. And I don't think I've really focused on that word. It's one of those words where it's used, um, but it's an aesthetic is a, is a philosophy. It's a mindset. It's an aesthetic approach to life uh, and trying to see beauty in life, you know, um, trying to keep my podcast segments in the three minute range which is my ultimate goal and I'm kind of trying to I'm actually jumping the gun here um, uh, and saying that um, I'm keeping these segments really super super short uh, from what I originally said which was 12 minutes that almost seems like glacial now I know what would I, my, I want a fresh segment approach um, you know these are like kind of like short Beatles song length uh, basically uh, segments because um, I want people to kind of like figure out and orient orientate themselves into my kind of environment certainly the way my mind works and you know I, if I could keep them to four minutes I think I'll be doing a good deed for um, not only for the obvious attention span thing um, you know a podcaster doesn't want to get lose his approval uh, you lose his approval he wants a good yeah he wants listeners and he doesn't want to um, you know uh, make it linger too long and a certain host I know does that yours truly and but the Notably, the thump on the, the, the lawns, a lawn that was in back of me. Uh, people probably cutting down some a big branch off a tree. It landed, and it made a thump that was um, actually kind of comforting. Gary, my friend next across the street from me, uh, delivers candy. Um, and he works out of Canton, Mass, is where the candy warehouse that he works for and drives, delivers for, uh, is located. And then he goes to Woburn to the distribution center to pick up the candy to bring to their own uh, distribution center, you could call it. Yeah, certainly, and warehouse. And that's um, for that candy company that uh, Gary's been working for for a while. And I got a chance for the first time uh, it's actually a big deal to go with him on one of his stops. I just felt like it. Um, I asked him. He thought it was cool. Um, he needed to get back up to Canton um, to do something or Boston 
um, and then we were down here in Rhode Island, so we went, uh, and it worked out really great. Um, very efficient delivery, I must say, um, to New Bedford and St. Luke's Hospital. Um, I'm not sure if it's South Coast Health, but anyway, it's Seekonk, uh, Seekonk, I'm sorry, New Bedford, uh, it is uh, New Bedford's um, uh, great St. Luke's Hospital. Um, you know, you think of Eastern Mass, um, Eastern Bay Mass cities um, in Massachusetts, Mass, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Fall River, Fall River, Mass, and New Bedford, Mass, and they're about, I guess they're about maybe 15 miles apart, something like that, yeah, um, anyway, they, um, they're about as far as Fall River is to Providence, I believe, yeah, and so basically they're, it's a three-tier, you know, the, it's the Providence, Fall River, New Bedford, um, uh, Warwick, Rhode Island, um, uh, and sometimes they put in, um, there's another Rhode Island town, but it's usually Warwick, Rhode Island, uh, and Pawtucket, Rhode Island, actually. Yes, Pawtucket is usually listed in the consolidated metropolitan area. Um, the statistical metropolitan area uh, is um, not a little bit different. It's a little bit more of a local kind of thing going on. Uh, where the towns would exclude, uh, you would take, it would be Providence, Pawtucket, Warwick, probably the concentration, and then it goes out to, it reaches out its tentacles to grab in. Uh, basically, New, ha New Bedford and uh, Fall River are culturally sort of a part of Providence's experience, I would certainly say. And what's cool is the great New England coastal towns, they get absorbed sort of in the main city there, in this case Providence, um, but they keep a character of their own. New Bedford has a nice character we drove there through, through today uh, to deliver the candy to the hospital, um, and she was very pleasant, the gift shop operator. That's where Gary delivers most of his candy to hospital gift shops. It's kind of a cool thing uh, when you think about it. And uh, it's all candy, it's all good, right? Um, I'd imagine the vendors are happy to see you when you come with the candy. Yeah, especially if a crowd of kids came in and you were out of any of it, you realize, wow, you know, you grew a little bit more appreciative of candy. So that was a good run today, I enjoyed it. Um, and then Gary had to set back up to Boston area and it was all good. setting a date for later this summer around August um, I don't know let's say 10th um, to have a backyard that is a little more inviting um, I want a backyard because I have a sizable pretty sizable backyard especially for Pawtucket 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 um, and yeah it's a good sized backyard it's a nice backyard I got a big tree providing really ample shade, uh, but yet you can still sneak in some sun in spots. Uh, definitely there's a good wide open area of nice just sun coming down. Um, 
And uh, yeah, there used to be a deck attached to the house. I took that out and made it sort of a half-assed patio, which I don't even use because I never liked the way I laid down the, uh, the flagstone. Uh, it was really hard. I tried to fit the pieces tight together, which is, is like asking for so much trouble because you've got to fit each unique contour of these pieces and they varied from shapes and all shapes and sizes all over the board so I tried to gather all the ones that were sort of like it was a pretty good initial strategy uh, but I didn't want all the nice even ones and squarish and rectangle one which there were a few uh, they had little breaks but I didn't worry about that but I didn't want to do those all at once and then be stuck with all the fragments um, certainly not so I um, proceeded to uh, put them a little further apart. It solved part of the problem. And now I know exactly how far apart to set my... Uh, I'm going to do them about, I think, about five inches apart. And I think it's going to give me a good area, first of all. And it's going to be probably overall, aesthetically, it should really look kind of nice. Uh, my problem right now is motivation, you know. Um, if I get motivated enough, I'd like to start it soon, in time for August. Um, there's a special date for August. It's going to be the 98th anniversary on August 20th. Uh, that's why I want to finish my backyard setup um, by August 10th-ish, 10th. -ish, 10th. Uh, so, but August 20th of 2023, my dad would be 98, 19, would be 98. He was born in 1925, so in 2025, he will be exactly 100 years old today um, if he had lived. Um, so in honor of my dad, and every time I say my dad, I always include my mom because they were always certainly together when they could be, and they loved each other. We could tell that. That was obviously. Um, they worked generally pretty good together. Um, I would say there was some financial little friction thing going on, definitely. Um, uh, they were coming from sort of different clouds. My dad was more practical, um, and my mom, um, I don't know if she was a spendthrift, but she might be considered that. Um, but I don't even want to go there. I don't even want to go there. They're wonderful parents. What I really want to buy is a pergola, a pergola. Seen those in the backyards usually <clears throat> in garden settings, um, and a lot of times they're white. Um, it's like a canopy without the top on it, is how I explain it. It's usually four posted square in format, and it's about the size of a little small gazebo. It's a cross between a gazebo, uncovered though, a uh, cross between a gazebo and a canopy. This early evening, uh, it's 5.12, it's, or late afternoon, however you want to look at it. Um, and it's just, I was just outside and the day has turned into like, it's a real late bloomer today. It started off with um, cloudiness, but still nice with patches, a little tiny patches of sun coming out and blue sky, of course, showing. Uh, 
which and it still was not too windy. It was just very nice. The temperature was like perfect. You know, it could have been maybe a little warmer, but it was still like pretty good. Um, and then today it seemed to almost warm up. And now today feels like it's the, the um, it's definitely the most, it's definitely the prettiest right now just because I'm looking out my windows. I can see the blue sky um, and I can see the green lushness of summer. But that's what's cool about a summer day that just um, takes you from, you know, takes you by complete surprise in a real wonderful way. It like unfolds for you, you know. And we have days like that that start off, you know, so-so or worse, but, you know, usually just the so-so days that, that are still not so-so, they're still very nice, don't get me wrong. Uh, today started out looking like a, it was going to be a fair, nice, relatively pretty good day, non-event, you know, no no events of any major newsworthy worthy kind of thing. So I still don't even know what to title this short four-minute segment or whatever it's going to be, but it's, I, I'm holding to the four-minute mark. And like today, they, the days that, you know, it's a group of days. They could come in a row, which they have lately. The days have started off, um, you know, a little on the cloudy side, and the clouds basically burn off throughout the day. And that's the normal kind of way that the, the whole thing works, you know. Um, the clouds, for the most part, burn off. And we're getting good cloud later day, afternoon clouds, still being able to enjoy quite a, it's almost turned into a sunny day, um, it's beautiful little puffy clouds up there, but it's mostly blue sky. As I look out my windows, like I said earlier, it's blue sky for the most part with some little puffy clouds just taking their sweet time going across my window. That's another thing about clouds that's so cool. They're so huge, first of all. Um, Claude once told me they're like the size of a small mountain, you know, when you think about it. And I think he's absolutely right. Um, and you can especially see it in the kind of like the anvil cloud, you know, your classic anvil shaped cloud formation, you know. Um, but today's a puffy cloud, late day, you know, going on 530 here and we still got plenty of light because it's also the longest day, right? It's the longest day of the year today, the 21st of June of 2023. And it's all, um, all about just pleasant weather. Um, I must say, uh, pleasant weather. Uh, for the last week solid, uh, maybe even, it's pretty notable actually, it's a good streak of just nice weather. We had some rain, you know, uh, we had a little bit of rain. We had a good seeping, sopping kind of rain, but a convenient rain. It was later in the day, supper time-ish. I believe, and it was very well needed, and we like rain, you know, um, I'm not a big fan of the rainy day, when it's just rainy all day, for the most part, but I like today, today transition days, really, really wonderful. You efficient, sweet, little fastidious bathing licking lamb girl Lulu boys upstairs sleeping or doing whatever he does when he's up there um, and we're down on the main floor 
um, and um, I'm with my girl who's right by me by on the couch and she's cleaning herself, which is, cats really do spend a lot of time grooming and cleaning and giving themselves uh, baths and reaching back and getting everything except that, I guess that spot on their head which they have trouble getting. Um, but they make up for it because uh, they're such really, really, they really pay attention to their cleanliness and their little, their little hygiene thing going on there. You know, um, really good practicing hygiene. Um, so she's really good. Um, yeah, they're good. And he's, he's, he's pretty steadfast himself at keeping himself clean. He's got very kind of long fur, I'd call it. Um, and he's a good size. He's got a lot more to do than she does. His tongue's a little bigger to make up for it. Well, he's a male cat, and she's a she's a she's a female um, cat. So there is a difference there. But um, yeah, his tongue, her tongue, that kind of thing. But she covers she covers some serious real estate um, when she when she bathes, you know, um, and it's very efficient. You know, um, it's something kind of to behold. And uh, no, they're good. They're just, they just doing their, what they do. Um, of course, famously, most of the time they're sleeping. I think it's 18 hours a day on average. And my cats clock in maybe a little less than that. Right around there, though. I would say maybe they, I could maybe say that they're 17, at least 17, eight, and they could be 18 hour sleeping cat so they'd fit right in that statistic you know um so yeah they're fascinating animals that's what's great about cats you know we really um there's forums i go on to um that i check out questions that are answered uh there's one particular site that i use pretty good um and it really has a lot of stuff on cats and some of it's really useful yeah definitely um they have the do's and don'ts with your cat, you know. Um, if you don't want your cat, um, if you want a happy cat, don't do these things, you know. Uh, that's how they get you into it. Don't do these things that won't, that won't be good for your cat. And I got through maybe 20 or so recent, well, not recently, a while back I was looking it up. I think there might have been 30 or maybe 40 and I lost the sight, something happened, but I did kind of like um, get some understanding about um, bringing up cats through these questions and answer story format that I go on to. Um, yeah, I spend maybe, if I get sidetracked with that, um, I could spend quite a while just doing that. Um, she's settled in, um, she's gonna go back to sleep if she hasn't done it already, and she's, you know, she's in the same position. Everything was, like, really cool, very efficient. You know, the, these animals are really efficient, and I like my cats, Lulu and Kane, and uh, he's upstairs uh, sleeping uh, up there in the attic space. A nice simple plan down um, on my on figuring out my backyard layout. Um, so picture a, a yard 50 feet wide by about almost 50 feet deep, I would say. 
Yeah, I would say 50 by 50 yard with a big tree on it, off to the side, but nonetheless uh, on the, in the backyard proper. And it's all part of the aesthetic and what I wanted to kind of like capitalize on my backyard when I look back on it. Um, and it's good. I have, I have a deadline or a goal date in mind of August 10th. And I'm going to see if I can live up to this. Um, I can, I'm going to see if I can live up to this. The fact that I'm doing a podcast kind of, sort of, uh, yeah, sort of kind of like commits me to doing this. Um, because I, I'm trying to really, I'm actually trying to psych myself up. And it's, it won't be difficult. But here it is, is my inertial thing coming in. Um, tinged with some laziness um, maybe it's the other way around the laziness tinged with you know other things that would keep you from continuing on procrastination being my main uh, problem certainly um, just an overall inertial inertia kind of issue going on when, to get started on things not all not all I know the necessities of the day the day and day kind of like house things you do that you have to just do, keep up with the dishes and the litter boxes if you can. Um, and we all struggle with that. It's sort of like a, not a tug of war, but it's an ongoing thing in the house. It's just what households require. I like to clean up after myself pretty much almost immediately after I, my event, <laughs> whether it be dinner or just bringing out my breakfast with yogurt with cereal and banana in it. Um, yeah, I, I've got that down, but the backyard plan is something I want to really kind of like start getting into, not overreading it, not making it a bigger deal than it's going to be. It's going to be a pretty ele uh, elegant solution on a budget, certainly. Uh, first of all, I'm going to have uh, this pergola, they're, they're not that expensive, um, and I think they're pretty decent quality. I mean, I could put a canopy, canopy there. But I think a pergola just is really good. You'll see the trees above because the pergola doesn't typically have a roof on it. They might have a canvas thing that you can put over, a la, you know, the, the Great Colosseum uh, in Rome. Uh, that kind of canopy thing that you could put over it. Maybe it's in panels. I don't know if I've seen pergolas. I always seem to see white pergolas mostly um, where everything's open. Um, but the brackets come out a little further, and I know most of you have seen what a pergola looks like. Pergola, pergola. And they're really cool. And then quickly, um, just in closing, I'm going to bring it, I got about 50 or so, um, maybe a little more than that, but right around there of good-sized flagstones for the most part. Um, they run the gamut in size and shape and roughness. Some are like really like re rectangles, like 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 Colorado. It would look like it looks like Colorado to me, um, <laughs> and it, you know that kind of a, a of a flagstone. And I see the flagstone path leading from my kitchen door back door, which is in the center, almost the center of the house, and then traipsing off in really in a nice nice kind of way, simple to the pergola. This short segment is called 
A Pilgrim's Progress. A Pilgrim's Progress. So I'm finishing up on my hydrant, my fire hydrant um, on the sidewalk painting with Hunts Avenue going across diagonally in the upper right. Um, and I'm generally very happy with it. Um, I had some work to do on the cement slabs of the sidewalk. Um, I wanted to show a little bit of the distress and it ended up surprisingly being easier than I thought once I developed this kind of pretty good technique where I take the, I take, um, I take the, the wide brush, my half inch brush, um, something like that. And it's a perfect brush for my backgrounds on my smallish canvases that I'm working on right now. I'm not ready to move up yet big, but maybe someday, maybe someday soon. But, um, you know, and I think a good word is, it's like a, really, and I haven't really given it much thought, you know, it's a pilgrimage, kind of with a small p. You know, it's not a religious pilgrimage, but it's sort of a, it's turned out to be sort of, um, in its own kind of interesting way, um, a spiritual kind of uh, journey or a pilgrimage, which is what you would, you know, uh, almost the first two words in the dictionary after pilgrimage would be a spiritual spiritual journey of some kind. Um, it's not Lourdes. It's not. Uh, it's not La Salette. Um, it's not any particular shrine. Of course not. But it has some spiritual things to it, and that's 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 what I think that is. In the pilgrimage, I like the idea. Um, newly landed upon word actually but it really is a pilgrimage because it starts off as a slog you know a slog i'm not sure what my destination is going to be right we're not sure how it's going to play out uh the kind of the fear of the unknown am i going to be able to keep up the motivation that's an important one uh, just like when I do these podcasts, am I going to be able to do a kind of a series, which would be awesome with its own episodes, a series or a volume, I'm calling it. I'm on volume, this is volume two now. Um, so oil painting encompasses that spiritual journey or that pilgrimage, right? Um, your own personal pilgrimage. There you go for an alliterative, alliterative uh, kind of thing there, uh, personal pilgrimage, and um, so you 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 start off a little not sure of yourself. Um, setting up is is not difficult, but it's um, it's not burdensome. Certainly not, but it's um, you get a lot of questions. I remember just having kind of like really a fear of the unknown, I guess. Um, and, uh, you know, I wasn't obviously trembling. I had to be steady to paint. So when I first started painting, my very first start was the hardest thing I think I've done in my life really in a long time because I want to be serious with this, with this oil painting thing. Um, just like I want to be serious with my, uh, my podcasts and keeping them really, really short. Like this one is going to pretty much end at around the four-minute mark.
Today's the first day of summer, June 21st. Um, lovely summer day, off to a slow start, um, but it uh, cleared up beautifully. Um, it's the sun setting, it's that nice time of light um, of day. Um, it's about 7.30, so I don't see the sun really setting until about 8.30. It's right around that time. Um, it could be creeping to 9 o'clock, but I don't... I think by 8.30... Well, it could... Yeah, definitely by 8.30, um, there's still a little bit of significant glint light going on, um, I believe. So I'll check it out tonight, how it all... Um, how the whole day, you know, kind of do a time stamp. But yeah, I'm going to say... Yeah, I want to say that it's around 8.30 when it begins to get just past the dusk point. Um, and right now I'm in the living room looking out my window and I just see beautiful kind of almost golden light, you know, almost that kind of golden hour that you see in the morning, especially dawn and, and then dusk in the evening. It's really a nice sandwich to the day, you know, a nice, nice bookends to the day, very pleasant. You know, what do we think of in the morning when we come out? Um, you know, we used to get our newspaper. We come out maybe with a phone and a coffee, right? Surely. Yeah, I got to have the coffee in hand. You just fed the dogs. Yep, yep. And the cats, my cats are happy in my house. I, that's the first thing I go for, literally, is the cat food in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Got to feed my babies, you know. Um, they are full-time, bowl, out, and accessible, 24-7 uh, kind of system I have. And they're so good about eating. They don't gorge themselves. Cats don't really gorge themselves, really, like do dogs famously do. Um, I remember um, my mom put chicken soup in the bedroom, in the closet, by full doors, a big pot of it that she made of her delicious, world-famous uh, Lucille Massey uh, chicken soup. And she put it there to keep it away so that um, our dog, Winston, a beagle, um, a hound, you know, um, and he was a great dog, wonderful dog, really. Um, yeah, and he... Uh, you know, I think my mom may have been, if she had covered it, may have been better off just leaving it uh, on the stovetop or putting it in the oven. But my mom had this great idea, you know, in theory it might have worked to just get it, tuck it away, close the bifold door. But guess what? Dogs know how to open bifold doors. It's like they took a bifold door opening um, 101 class you know, when they were puppies, because they just know cats do too. Uh, they, they work a little independently, and they work a little differently. Dogs have to take a more direct approach and just, you know, basically bang the door open. And in this case, the bifold door opened, and voila, there was the, my mom's uh, chicken soup. Probably still warm or hot even. But no, she probably wouldn't have carried it if it was that hot. Um, I'm just picturing my my mom carrying it over, um, kind of almost struggling with it, um, but getting it into the closet. 
of the bed of their the master bedroom, and they thought that they Ma thought that that would be good. But with Winston, um, I don't know if we were away, but when we came back or noticed everything, he had um, pretty much uh, eaten the whole, which is amazing. But dogs, the amount that they can can consume, it's just amazing. Uh, it's actually mind-boggling, and, and he ate. And he's not a big dog. He's a beagle, you know. Um, but he ate um, pretty much the whole uh, pot, sizable pot, of chicken soup, my mom's chicken soup. So he enjoyed my mom's chicken soup. The chicken was devoured. Um, I think there was a whole chicken that my mom was just keeping in there, I think. And he just made total quick work of it. Um, he just polished it off. So that was Winston, and that was supper to be that didn't happen. <laughs>